You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I guess the key words of today's show is uh, choice and free will. You know, a lot of times folks confuse the idea that they have free will actually means that they can have in their life whatever they want. It's not quite the way it is. Actually, free will means that you get to respond to life and the circumstances in your life any way you want. So it comes down to what choices are you going to make. And we're going to talk about a story of what a young man, uh, how a young man used war to serve him in his life versus a lot of the folks out there that are choosing to let war, uh, as they say, destroy them. And also how to work on our ego in a way that is most effective. You know, I, I see people that think they have the freedom to do anything they want and it's <laughs> called not, free will yeah it's not very pretty so let's look at a few things let's say there's somebody in your class i remember in third grade there was a gal that was just really good at english and i wasn't very good and she she just got better and better she bega- she became a journalist you know and she just leaves me in in her trail in some of her creativeness that way so if I was going to have my free will and say, you know, I'm going to be the best writer in the world, and um, she's already five steps ahead and not missing a day of pursuing it, you think I'm going to be the best writer in the world, and, and that ruins the free will thing right there, you know, because, or another thing, let's say you're a girl. You're saying that, that because, therefore you didn't really have a choice to do that? It was like not written in who you are? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you don't have a free will to be the best writer in the world when somebody else is already ahead of you and not missing a day. And you don't have the ingredients in you to do that. That's right. Different things are written in our soul. Right. And our life circumstances present us with that which will help us to blossom and mature and develop in the in the areas that we're meant to. So, so let's say instead of that, I was pretty good at football, and I was uh, I had the capability to become a third-rate football player. You know, like pretty good in college, but that's about it. She couldn't have do it, done anything like that. Right. So no matter what her free will is, she couldn't have leaked into into my talent. You know, she could some, but nothing like what I naturally could do, and I couldn't go very far compared to her and her talent. Or let's take, I want to be a woman. I'm a man, I want to be a woman. Well, I can't be. I can't honestly, through and through, be a woman (laughs) because I'm a man. There are some that would argue that point with you. Right. I've seen people that have wanted to be, uh, this surprised me. I was a massage therapist in the early 70s, and this guy comes in, a little teeny short guy, comes and gets a massage and says, I got a kid, and he's going to be a basketball player. He had one of these machines where you hang upside down and stretch, you know. So, 
instead of 5-2, he got to be 5-4. And, you know, he thought that was a big accomplishment. But, you know, he was trying to be tall when he really wasn't tall. You know, these are examples of people saying, well, I want what I want. And and we're saying, yes, but life isn't supporting that. Yes, but it's what I want. Yes, but life isn't supporting it. Right. And it happens all over the place all the time. So life has a design for you and me. It has a design where you fit. you got to get over your wants that aren't realistic. I mean, you know, maybe I can make do with being a second-rate journalist. You know, not not the top of the top, and maybe first rate, but not anywhere close to the top top. You know, so so there, and you got to accept that, not let your ego get all bummed or get in the way or get vindictive or whatever, but just say, well, this is uh, this is what life gave me, and I'm supposed to make the most of it instead of I'm really upset that I can't outdo these people and get all these accolades. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. And don't forget to catch us. We air now Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, I was a lot more of a proponent of... Uh, free will that I could do anything until I started plowing into some of my own karma. And one of the areas of my karma was with money. In a past life, I was a beggar uh, in one, and another one I was really wealthy, and another one I was incredibly frugal. And <clears throat> so the one where I was incredibly wealthy, I, you know, I wasn't too caring for my fellow man. I you know, if they got in the way, even though I had the law on my side, I didn't have morality or caring on my side, and I was a, a more advanced soul than that. I should have known better. So this lifetime, I got to have money suck for me for quite a few years. No matter what I did, no matter how I, hard I worked, money didn't work for me very well. I didn't get the breaks. I could know a team, you know, I'm sort of psychic here. I could know a team's going to win, but if I bet, it wouldn't. <laughs> it never failed. You know, so um, I learned about karma. No matter how much I liked money, I wanted money, I wanted to have plenty of money, it wasn't mine to have until later on in life when I ate enough humble pie and got my perspective that money is not the top-notch thing. It's simply an energy thing. It supports life. And living right with life is the key thing. And if you betray living right with life for greed or money, then you're going to have to pay your time in the penalty box. I'd like to share a story with you of a young man uh, who was a young man back in 1965. His name was Charles Desmond. And he was using his free will to, uh, you know, waste his life, basically. His father had been a seller of junk and a alcoholic, and uh, he pretty much was figuring that he'd follow in his father's footsteps. Then uh, he uh, got in, he got encouraged by an older brother to take his SAT scores, and he uh, scored so high that the army took him in. Hmm. Actually, first of all, he went to Boston University. That's how he used his SAT scores to get in there in 1965. And um, you know, he was a smart guy, mm-hmm. but. You know, he wasn't motivated. He was, his ego was in control. He was doing the low road. 
There was nobody pushing him to do anything different. Sort of self-indulgent. Just totally self-indulgent. He he found, you know, he decided to hit, instead of hitting the books, he preferred the life of pool halls around the campus. And although he had plenty of smarts, he wasn't using them. He was lazy, and, you know, that was that. Well, the um, uh, dean came by and said to him, you know, Clearly, you haven't decided what you want to do with your life. So, you know, why don't you uh, pack it up and move on for a while until you figure out what you want to do? So he dropped out, and of course, the draft board came calling for Vietnam. So in 1967, he went in, and uh, you know, he discovered some nice things about the army, like there wasn't so much the racial tension as there was in other parts of the country because as he says you know when you're laying in a in a hole with another guy doesn't you know and that other guy is critical to you say you know to you living or not really doesn't matter where he comes from or what color he is <laughs> you know these are the Better equalizers yeah that's right the equalizers you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. And don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So anyway, there was a day uh, while he was over in Vietnam, and here's what he said. Desmond had a life-changing conversation with himself while hunkered down in a rice paddy during a major battle. Quote, it was hell on earth that day, one of the worst things ever, death and dying all around. I'm not a very religious person, but I said, if I survive this, I'm going to turn my life around. If you don't um, make the right choices in life, other people will make them for you, and they may not be in your best interest. So here's a guy who, in life and death, do you remember... Um, we have Bill Cohen on our show often, and he says uh, that the best leaders are born out of war. Military. That's right. And why is that? Well, because they're up against life and death. It's a funny thing about the ego when you're up against life and death. All of a sudden, the ego wants, well, pool halls and drinking and loose women and whatever I want to do become like a distant history and suddenly what comes to focus is, do you want to live? Yes. Well, then you better get your butt in gear and right. turn your focus around and, and do something here. He said by the spring of 69, Desmond was back on American soil walking through the San Francisco airport in his uniform when he received a welcome home. A young woman looked at me with rage and said, baby killer. Isn't that disgusting? Oh, jeez. These people go out and... He doesn't even know no, him. These people go out and, uh, much like Iraq, you know, they're defending the world to help the world stay a better place. And then you get these young idiot people that, you know, do things like that. It's pretty ridiculous. More of it and determined than ever to get on with his life, Desmond remembered his rice paddy pledge when he arrived home in Massachusetts. He says, I quote, I knew I was not the person when I left home. I was very, very focused. So focused that he enrolled in Northwestern University, graduated with honors, and was awarded the, a Fulbright Fellowship to study in Germany. This would have never happened to him had he not gone to Vietnam. 
he used Vietnam to improve and dramatically change his life. So you have these people that go to go into whatever war and come out, oh, I'm wounded, I'll never be the same, I'm damaged, I have post-traumatic syndrome, you know, there's no way that I can ever survive or do well or be a contributing member of society. And then you have the other people that come home from the same experience and say, I'm going to use this to really make a difference and be a contributing member. You know, these are choices. Again, these are choices. After he went to Germany, he was hired on by the University of Massachusetts in Boston to run its Upward Bound program, helping poor students navigate difficult terrain of higher education. He stayed there for 31 years, eventually becoming associate chancellor of the university. He says, I spent most of my career working with students who had questions like, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. What do I do? He says, I could help them because I had been through it. So what would have happened if he hadn't gone to Vietnam? He says, I don't think I would have done what I've been able to do with my life. My father was an alcoholic. I probably would have gotten into drinking and Lord knows what else. Instead, he's been married to the same woman for 30 years, has exceptional children, etc. All this because he made a choice to use the experience in war to advance himself. So basically, he, he's in this major death hellhole fight. You know, fire, fire everywhere, gunfire, everything. And he makes it, he makes it, agreement with God. You get me out of this, and I'll give my life to you. That's what he did. And and so, you know, and everyone's dropping all around him. That's right. And yep. he did it. And he did it. That's right. And that is a beautiful example of free will. I can choose in this moment to have my life stuck in, oh, my God, I was in Vietnam for the rest of my life and be at the effect of that, or I can use this experience to thrust myself into a good life. So you can always make wiser choices. Always. You always can make choices. And get to a different place. That's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. We're going to talk more about how to not work with one's ego because it won't get you anywhere. And we're going to give some good examples that and more when we come back. Stay with us and thank you for being with us.